Last week, we reflected on the beautiful dream of Isaiah. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. It is a beautiful dream. Prophets are prophets not because they have the ability to foresee what will happen in the future, not also because they are able to speak a strong moral message, but prophets are prophets because they are able to dream dreams when nobody dared to dream. That's what prophets do. They are able to see the vision nobody can imagine. They have prophetic visions and prophetic dreams. I hope that we live a life of prophets. We should live with these prophetic dreams and visions about life. Today, we hear another beautiful image and dream of Isaiah. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leper shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. How beautiful. Another beautiful dream, another beautiful vision of living in peace and harmony. Around Isaiah, the world was not that kind. world was not peaceful. There was full of hostility, animosity, greed, and selfishness. So Isaiah is not speaking here about what he saw in the world. He could not see any of that in the world, but, and yet he was able to dream of the world of peace and harmony. And he also said, this mysterious, this, this wonderful dream will be fulfilled by this mysterious person. We don't know who that mysterious person is. And we don't know exactly what Isaiah was, or whom Isaiah was referring to. He said, oh shoot shall come out from the stock of Jesse, father of David. Jesse is father of David. And the branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. This person, whoever that is, will bring the world of peace. How precious this message is. Even after three, almost 3,000 years later, how relevant and appropriate this message is for all of us. 
It is a dream of living together without hurting each other. We dream of life where we can live together joyfully without hurting each other. The wolf will not hurt the lamb. The leopard will not hurt the kid. The lion will not hurt the calf. The bear will not hurt the cow. They will all get along together. They will all enjoy each other. The child shall play over the hole of the snake and will not get hurt. It's a very safe place. You can just leave the children alone and they go and play with the hole of the uh, snake. Uh, and then yet, the children are fine. They all get along well. Living in peace and harmony, that's the greatest blessing you can ever ask for. Money is not a blessing. House is not a blessing. Car is not a blessing. The greatest blessing is to be able to live in peace and harmony. Without it, life is like a curse. And he dreams of this he dreams of this world where everything lives together joyfully in peace and harmony. But it is sad when we look around the world that we live in. We don't see many people do that. We don't see many people live in harmony and peace. It is rare to see people living like that. I see so much hurt, so much pain. We hurt each other, not always intentionally, but through insensitivity, through indifference, through carelessness. We hurt each other. We cause pain in each other. Instead of getting along with each other, I see dividedness. Parents and children are divided. Family is divided. Siblings are divided. Friends are divided. Nations are divided. And I see all this pain hurt and division, when I look at very carefully underneath of it all, I see hostility. Hostility. There is hostility within each and every one of us. When we have this hostility, peace is not possible. When we have this hostility, we hurt each other intentionally or unintentionally. When we have this hostility, it causes pain in other people. And as a result, we become divided. Jesus came to put an end to this hostility. Because he saw that this hostility caused so much pain to this world. 
to the people living in this world. Instead of enjoying the creation that God created for us, we are continuously fighting. We are continuously living on the edge. We are continuously living with this feeling of animosity. We are not living a blessed life. Jesus, God saw people destroying each other because of this hostility. And then Jesus saw the great wall that divides people, that divides people and God. And Jesus came down to break down this dividing wall so that we can experience and enjoy the peace and harmony. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. The dividing wall, St. Paul said, is the hostility. We put a wall around us against each other and against God. We don't trust each other. When somebody says nice words, we don't trust each other. What's your ulterior motive? We don't, we don't, we, we are ready to pick a fight. Somebody says one thing, we're just ready to pick a fight. It's right there, already ready. We become enemies. Why? Why so angry? Why so much hatred? Why fight with each other? Do you understand why? Many times I don't understand why. God gave this beautiful world to live joyfully in peace and harmony, and yet we live a miserable life. Jesus came to help us awake and see, open our eyes to the sea, what we do with our lives. St. Paul said, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. He died as a result of hatred, hostility, and animosity. I don't know why they hated Jesus so much. I, didn't, I don't know why they were so angry with Jesus, even to kill him. So Jesus died as a result of human hostility, but Jesus did not die as a victim. Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, miraculously, at the same time, our human hostility was also killed. Human hostility died with Jesus on the cross. 
so that you don't need to live in hostility anymore. Jesus' death had the power to destroy our hostility. That is the power of love. Jesus embraced our hostility instead of dispel or repel it. He embraced it. Embraced our hostility. He suffered our hostility not as a victim and powerless victim, but as a loving friend. His friends denied him. His friends deserted him. His friends betrayed him. And yet, he embraced their hostility. That's tough. He embraced as a loving friend. So John expressed that in this way. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. That was the only way to deal with hostility. Embracing love. And Jesus shed his blood. And that blood melted away the hostility. That is the kind of love Jesus had. And Jesus also said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And he also said, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? He redefined what love is. Love is not feeling good. Love melts down the hostility. That is what love is. He redefined what love is. The power of love is stronger than the power of hostility. Jimi Hendrix, famous guitarist, a red legend, said a very interesting statement. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. He said it right. He said it right. Jesus lost all his power on the cross. He was totally powerless on the cross. But his, the power of his love was at a peak, at his peak on the cross. When he was most powerless, the power of his love was at his peak. His peak. The only way to take our take out our hostility is to love and to be loved. Do not hold 
the hostility within you, it will destroy you. It will destroy others. I don't know how you got that hostility. Maybe you're damaged when you're young. Maybe you're hurt. You're your pain. That's what psych psychotherapists are supposed to figure out. I don't figure, I don't know how you got that. But don't live on. Live out the hostility within you. It will torment you and eat you up. Really eat you up. Hostility comes from fear. Fear of losing yourself. So it's a kind of defense mechanism. You're defending yourself. But this defense mechanism is not really effective. When the hostility take, takes hold of you, instead of defending you, it will slowly eat you up. After a while, you will react to every situation with anger. You will find no peace. You'll be always on the edge. You'll find no peace in yourself and you'll find no peace in the relationship you have. All you experience is division, hurt, torment, pain. My friends, you're not on your own. You don't have to defend yourself all by yourself. You have family who loves you. You have friends who love you. You have God who loves you. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Don't let the hostility, don't let the hostility Poison your soul. Don't be an angry person. It will fill you with the negative energy. And it's very, very tiring to live with this negative energy. That's very tiring. That's not a happy life. You may have enough income and you, have, you may have enough food. That's not what gives you happiness. When you have to live with this negative energy every day, that's very tiring. Don't let hostility control you. Accept the love of Jesus Christ who shed his blood for you on the cross. That blood will cleanse you cleanse the poison of hostility. When we truly accept the love of Jesus Christ who died on the cross, then miraculously the hostility will be melted away. That's why we believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for your hostility. As long as that hostility is controlling you, there is no salvation. After Korean service, 
one of the KSM members came to me. Reverend, I have this person. It's so hard to forgive. Don't I have salvation? I just said, it's hard. <laughs> I said, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. How hard it is to forgive. Especially when hostility takes hold of you, that forgiveness is impossible. Accept love of Jesus Christ and be free from the hostility. You live a blessed life.